Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode has Matt Granados. He's the owner and founder of Life Pulse. It's an organization that works across all sorts of national companies. And he just published an international bestseller. I don't know if he really expected it to become an international bestseller so quickly, but in week one, he published this book, Motivate the Unmotivated, and it has become an international bestseller. You got to check out that book on Amazon. Hey, enjoy this episode. We're going to be talking about it. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Got a fun guest with us today. I have Matt Granados, who's here. He's the founder of Life Pulse. It's a consulting, coaching, and speaking organization. I've actually been following Matt for quite a while now. He just came out with the book that it came out last week. It's already an international bestseller. It's called Motivate the Unmotivated. Matt, I'm looking forward to us talking about the book today. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Very excited to be here, Blake. I love what you're doing uh, with the podcast and just the content you're putting out. So appreciate it very much. So you're not just a speaker now. Now you can put author to to the uh, resume, I guess. I know, man. That LinkedIn profile just keeps growing and growing. Yeah. And growing and growing. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's been awesome. I love the support that our, our, our clients gave. And even people who don't know us from all over the world, um, it's been awesome just getting this information out to people. So talk to me a little bit for, now I've been following Life Pulse for, for, for a while now. Um, obviously, I've known your wife for a while. And so, you know, you and I have had a bit of a connection for uh, more than just recently. Right. For people who maybe have never, never checked out Life Pulse, have never checked out, uh, which, which by the way, listeners, you got to check out the book on Amazon uh, right as soon as you finish this episode. But for Matt, for people who've never checked out the company, talk to, a little, talk to me a little bit about what you guys do. What are some of the outcomes you achieve? You know, what, yeah, what? the simplest way to put it is it's a consulting company where we've developed systems and models to increase motivation, increase individuals' bandwidth while minimizing stress. Um, and that's basically the sum of what we do and why we kind of took off so fast because everyone feels overwhelmed right now. They feel overloaded. They feel like they can't disconnect. And when we come in, we kind of get it all out of their head, get it onto a piece of paper, and we show them how to map out all areas of their life. So it's not just, hey, let me show you how to increase your sales. It's let me show you how to increase your sales, fix your marriage, get yourself physically fit, and take some time for yourself so you're mentally able to fight the next day's battle. And because of this kind of holistic approach, um, it got picked up by some very large companies very early on, which is why we kind of did this little hockey stick of going from helping out some friends here and there to working with companies like Google and Twitter and the Air Force. And uh, so we love it. We love working with anybody. And the funny thing is, I don't care whether it's Google or it's a startup company, people are people, mm. right? And you know this from the content you work with, and they all need very similar things in its direction and its processes to make their life easier. Mm. That's what we offer. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's funny and you probably run into this too. Already what you're talking about is kind of common sense, but yet, you know, it's hard for people to actually kind of grab onto it at first and, and get into this because yeah. you're talking to, and I use the word holistic, you know, it's pretty much a no brainer that when someone is, for example, when their marriage is happy and productive, yeah. the person they are when they come to work the next day is, is, you know, sort of it's tied to that. Right. But it, right. It feels like a lot of business owners miss that or even ourselves as employees, we miss that where we try to really, we almost try to like really silo out these elements of life that, that really it's hard to actually keep them separated. Yeah. So I, I use the term common sense, not commonly used. Yeah. Right. So it's common. <laughs> everyone gets it, but it's very uncommon that people put it into practice. And that's just because everyone, like you're saying, and this is actually the, in the very first chapter of the book, I basically tell everybody the answer. So if you want to buy the book, read the first chapter, you'll get the answer. <laughs> and the entire chapter is basically explained. I can tell you what to do. Yeah. But I'm going to show you how to do it. Yeah. And the rest of the book is showing the how to the what. And that's what I think a lot of people are missing is, is knowledge right now. Knowledge is completely worthless, right? Because it's all right here, mm-hmm. right? I can Google it. So yeah. to that math teacher that used to always tell me that I'm not always going to have my calculator with me. Like I'm, I wonder what the, how they're teaching math now. How do you teach a kid mm-hmm. long division? And for what purpose when they will always for the rest of their life have a calculator in their pocket or on their arm. So because of that, knowledge is becoming more and more worthless, Mm. right? But wisdom is valuable. And wisdom, what we talk about is the ability to use the correct knowledge at the correct time in the correct way. Mm. And wisdom is all led by application. So one thing we teach all of our clients and, and we challenge all of our users of our LP. So the book goes over here and the LP, if you're listening, you can't see where I'm pointing. And if you're watching, you're getting a good picture of it. But the LP is what breaks it down into showing individuals what they should be doing. And every week we send out these things that we call weekly wisdoms. And what we challenge some of our higher end clients who are doing one-on-one coaching with us is to create their own wisdom. So for your listeners, I know you have some high end pretty, you know, high level achievers that you work with and hopefully you'll listen to this podcast. Um, think about what happened last week. What did you learn and how can you implement it this week to make that a valuable experience? So mm. we don't take a lot of time reflecting on what we've experienced and then how are we going to put that into our life? And every single thing we taught and teach and both of the products and both of the tracks that we teach on come from experiences outside of the, the motivational world from military to strategy to interacting with people you care about and love and how do you put that into practice here? So I would challenge your listeners, right? Mm. You, you can all be wise. Just take a second and think about something you experience and how can you implement it properly in your life? Are, are, are we just too busy? Like, I mean, what, what keeps us yeah. from like actually taking that moment to sort of reflect and like dig into ourselves and create yep. that wisdom? So no one I've ever met is too busy for what we do, right? Um, they'll tell me that. And I was, all right, let me see your phone. And there's certain ways you can pull up certain features on your phone to see what, where the battery life is being used. <laughs> Very rarely are people in their, you know, yeah. audible account all day long, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are usually, you know, doing stuff that doesn't matter. And yeah. because of that, I think the average person in the world, this is a staff from a couple of years ago in the world, average person in the world spends about 14 to 30 minutes a day on Facebook. Not everyone in the world even has access to Facebook. So that number is so skewed to be even higher than that. So everything we do is to be done quickly and a positive ROI on the time they put in. So 
are we too busy? I would say we're not too busy from a, a logical perspective, but from an emotional perspective, we feel too busy. And that's why people say they're overwhelmed. Our definition and how to counter this feeling of overwhelmed is our 80-20 principle. And this is 80% of your life you can plan, 20% you can't. However, if you don't take care of that 80, that 20 feels like 100. Right. So that time that you're, let's just go real big and say you're getting a divorce, that feels like it's all taken up your entire life. Although it's a very small part of your life and something that could have been corrected years prior, it's just now coming to a head. But if you had everything else checked out, two things. Number one, I bet you that divorce probably is less likely to happen. And number two, when you have to handle chaos, you can. Mm -hmm. And does it, does it seem like people who, as they start kind of grabbing onto these truths, I mean, it, it almost feels like sometimes we just aren't even, even like skipping even the conversation of like taking time to really reflect and think and yeah. like being intentional. It feels like a lot of us aren't even honest with ourselves. Like it's, for example, yeah. I'm sure you've that, which I love the phone trick. I'm sure there's people who tell you that and then you sort of confront them and the light bulb, it's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, yeah. but, but before you did that, like the blinders were on. Exactly. And my, my whole goal when I coach people or I'm training, no matter whether it's in front of 10,000 people, 10 people or one people is to let them discover what I'm teaching. Because I truly feel that it's, it's the student's job to learn. It's the teacher's job to teach. However, mm -hmm. the way I teach needs to let the individual come to their own conclusion. Mm -hmm. So if I can sit there and bash over your head how much you have to set up your plan at the beginning of the week and you got to check your day every single day and you have to use this process and you have to do these little techniques and until you buy into it, you're not going to do it. And this term that we use is acronym and it's what the basis of this Motivate the Unmotivated book is, is PVTT, which is Personal Value Tied to Task. And once we can connect the personal value tied to whatever task it is, we can do it for as long as we need to. The mm. problem is we don't put value on some of the things that aren't as sexy, mm. right? Aren't as fun. If you want to get your life in order, you have to make planning a priority, just like you do everything else that you like to do. And then once you start doing it, you create this habit that it's uncomfortable for me to start the week. And most of our clients to start the week without having their week planned. Now it's not 100%, but it's at least a framework to get their mind in the right place. And it's using our reverse planning structure that, that we use with the LP. So what, what took you like the progression of your business? Like I, cause I've seen photos, I've seen video, I've seen testimonials. I mean, you're obviously, it, you, you've obviously developed an organization that is effective, that it's impactful. I mean, you literally, and I'm, I'm just looking at my other monitor here cause I pulled up your website, but, but, you see the testimonials, you're already doing it. What, what, what happened that made you think, okay, now the next thing, cause it wasn't just, I just need to book more appointments. The next thing was I need to write this book. Like how, how did this book come about where it, it, you know, we joked about growing the LinkedIn resume where right. it's like, man, I, I want to publish this. I want to really get this on paper. So the book came because clients asked me where my book was. And I'm a salesperson at heart and I sell things before they exist. Yeah. So enough clients <laughs> asked where the book was and I kept saying it's coming and eventually after enough people ask, yeah, you got to yeah. do it, right? So um, where the book came from was that somebody sat there and said, you, you have an ability to motivate people who aren't usually motivated. Hmm. And it's not because you're coming in talking about the time you climbed Everest. Like you're, you're unlike other people who are motivational speakers. And actually, I even joke about it. I said, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm not here to rah-rah you. I'm here to show you a sustainable model that you could duplicate with anyone who you want to motivate yourself or others. And because of that, people kept going, Where I just would love to read this in the book. I, I loved when you talked. You came in. 
we connected, our coaching worked out really well, but can I share this with a buddy? Can I share this with the coworker? Can I share this with my spouse? And that's when I said, all right, I got to get this down on paper. Now, one of the techniques we teach is when you want to do a big goal, like write a book, um, is to break it up in little time chunks. So I would just break up 90 minute time chunks two or three times a week. I would take 90 minutes. I'd shut off all connection to the outside world, which you can do. It is possible. You literally flick a button and it does it for you. But I shut off all connection. I would write. And sometimes those 90 minutes would give me a chapter or two. Sometimes I throw out everything I wrote in those 90 minutes. But it gave me a model to approach a big goal without constantly failing as I'm trying to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. Because once that 90 minutes was up, it didn't matter what I was producing. I put the time in. And that's what I call a time-based goal. And it's a goal style that I don't hear very often talked about um, that we found made made this pro- made the process of writing a book so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, publishing it, getting it out there, and now getting people to read it. That's a whole different article yeah, yeah. that we'll have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, international bestseller was great, but now we want people to actually use it. Yeah. Uh, yeah right. And actually get stuff from it. Now, I, I was reading your bio. Obviously, you've been an entrepreneur since the age of 15. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, you, you've created the book, you created Life Pulse. Uh, I know your spouse is also very entrepreneurial. You know, as you've, you've referenced a couple of times like these, um, it's not fair to even just call them habits, sort of like, you know, these very intentional systems that you've created. When you, when you think about your toolbox, has yeah. this been something that you've sort of just been developing over the years, just, just on your entrepreneurial journey? I mean, where, what, who's made sort of Matt the person that he is today? Oh, man. There's so many people involved, <laughs> right? Obviously, being a Christian, I got to put God up there first, right? There's a very yeah, clear path. Okay. I have a book I get to read every morning, and it kind of tells me what to do. It makes my life a lot easier, trust me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but outside of that, from a world, more worldly perspective of who who is my most influential person, I've had a lot of great role models. Um, and I got advice from one uh, of my mentors who's probably one of the most impactful ones. Was he kind of explained working with mentors as, as, um, as going to a buffet. And he said, look, you don't have to eat everything. You take what you like, you don't do what you don't like, but see what they're doing and see what you're willing to do with them. And that really opened my eyes to finding out what other people have that I think I want, find out what they had to sacrifice to get it. And then see if I'm willing to sacrifice that to get what they have. And I found very quickly, there was a lot I was not willing to sacrifice, um, to do it. So how did this become kind of this overall, lifestyle, I have a strong belief that if you're trying to do things that you like would like to see happen, it's very hard to do. But once you become something, it's very hard to avoid it. So I would create little system that I would follow through with and do over and over again. Um, And then I would start seeing the results because that's the most important thing. I learned this all when I was 15. I went to a youth program that I'm still very heavily involved in called Eagle University. And it's a week-long program, and that was when I was introduced to this concept of goals and writing them down and finding mentors. And, and instead of, you know, it's better to copy genius versus create mediocrity and, and why reinvent the wheel when you don't have to. And that was what triggered me at 15 to kind of get things in order. Now, I was still a hellion of a child, right? I have, you know, the, the background to prove the mistakes and stupid things I did from any entrepreneur who used to push the limits. But it really came down to seeing the results, I, I have this weird blind faith and I have very strong faith in the fact of if, you know, I don't try to prove Blake wrong. If Blake told me something worked, I would try to prove him right hmm. until I couldn't. I go, okay, maybe it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Whereas we're taught now, prove it wrong. 
and think about how many clients talk to you. Well, I don't know. Let me tell you why that won't work. I'm sitting there going, look, I do this with people all day long. They pay me a lot of money. You pay me a lot of money. Trust me, try it. And if you do it and it doesn't work, I'll give you your money back. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the one thing we literally have a money back guarantee on almost everything we offer, including our coaching. And it's not because our coaching is like this weird, tricky style. It's because we understand that if we take it and put it in the fat, put it in front of people so they can capture that PVTT, that personal value tied to task, they'll continue to do the task over and over again and will eventually receive the result. So sorry, I know I dropped all over on that. No, no, that's great. It's just got me thinking about, you know, people in general, it's interesting, like moving some and not even even related to the coaching space, but getting someone to the point where they're at least intellectually curious enough to try something different. Because, you know, we've, we've both heard the, oh, that will never work. Uh, A great example is like the, the cliche stereotype of like the boss who everyone's quitting. And so the question isn't, well, where do I find better workers? The question is, what is it about me that actually, you know, makes people miserable? But until, until that boss gets to that point of being able to honestly ask the question, they're, they're never going to go anywhere with it. Right. And so it, it sounds like for you, you know, you've, you've had decades now, you've had years of sort of training your mindset and being open to other perspectives, other methods. You know, what does it look like for like, and that, maybe it's not even fair to call it like the average Joe, maybe it's yeah. like, the um, crazy Karen or like the person who's so ego driven that, you know, they pick up your book. There's all these testimonials and I'm sure, I'm sure the reviews are already coming in for the book. People saying this works, this is awesome. You know, this is great. How does someone get themselves to the point where, okay, I I'm willing enough to, I'm willing to be honest enough with myself and where I'm at and what I think that they can actually digest the content effectively in your book. Yeah, it's almost as if you've already read it. So I appreciate the, the link. <laughs> right? so we, we call it the deadly assumption of motivation. Mm. And that's the I'm good. Mm. If someone says that, then I will not take their check. Like it's as easy as that. If a manager, I don't care what company it's in. There's certain managers and certain of these large companies that I named already that I won't work with because they don't want to work with me. They want their team to work with me. And that's not how I work. I tell every person, look, you want to be a good leader. Don't serve something you're not willing to eat. Yeah. If you're not willing to use this little book we offer, then don't bring us in. If you're not willing to read the book, but you think your team should, then don't bring us in. So with that, the motivational formula that we teach in the entire book and how we break it off is it's the sum of you, how well you know you, how well you know them times whatever system you're using will get you the results that you want. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're all good, I promise you, you're missing in that variable of the, of the equation. Mm-hmm. And if that variable equation is a negative, you probably don't know them very well either. And you multiply anything by a negative, you're going to get a negative result. Mm-hmm. So how do I deal with it? I, I literally have to ask enough questions so that they can wrap their head around it. Because a lot of these people, they aren't ego driven. They just have been sold a lot of bad stuff in the past. And what it is, is it reminds you, I have a company uh, that we started a long time ago helping local farmers sell to big box stores, right? Just another weird idea that, that took off pretty well. And we were working with Whole Foods and I kept trying to get these farmers to get on the phone and have a conversation with me uh, and text me and email me. And they said, no, come to the farm. I was like, I can't drive to every farm in the state of Georgia. I was in Atlanta at the time. So eventually I was talking to a farmer. I said, man, I said, you guys are all like herding cats. And he said, you know how you herd cats? I said, how? He said, you move the food bowl. I said, interesting. Hmm. So I went, I spent about $1,000, sold a $30 box of peppers to Whole Foods, right? So I lost 900 
at seventy dollars uh, to make this order, and now all of a sudden, Matt Farmer and all of their buddies started learning how to text hmm. because I showed them what they wanted to see. They wanted to see it actually happen, not hear how much I could do with it. Hmm. So I learned very quickly that I need to be able to. Uh, put the food bowl where I want it to be. Later on in life, what I learned is we need to know what food they want to eat, right? If you're trying to serve dog food to a cat, I don't care where you put it, the cat's probably not going to eat it. So that's what we do in the book is we teach these things called motivational catalysts. And everyone has four. And if you go to uh, lifepoolsync.com backslash MCA, uh, motivation catalyst assessment, you can actually take the quiz for free and it will pop up which one you are. And once we find out what that is, because like you said, a lot of people don't know what they want, including your team, your employees, your spouse, your kids. If you ask them what they want, they want more time, they want more money. Right. So what do you do? You give them bonuses, you give them time off. And then what happens? Nothing. They want more of it because they're not actually, those aren't actually motivators. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're perceived as motivators, but they're transactional. It needs to be something more intrinsic versus extrinsic and, and external. So because of that, finding out what food they want, putting that food bowl where it needs to go, and then being willing to let them eat it once they get there. Mm. Meaning let them achieve the goal, right? It's not like, okay, you found the food bowl and I'm going to move it further. Let them sit for a bit and then you can move it to a higher level once they've actually enjoyed the fruits of what they deserve. Do you find that like businesses aren't like fully willing to, and and I don't don't see this to be like pessimistic or cynical, but it seems like some people are willing to have this conversation, but then when you actually start talking about the real work of moving yeah. the food bowl and like figuring out what they want, it, it becomes a lot easier to, well, I'd prefer just to create like the goal sheet and revisit it once a year or, yes. or some businesses, I prefer just to buy the ping pong table and let them go nuts. <laughs> you know, then like actually it, it's almost like the real, and I don't know if it's because, and, and, and I don't, I don't want to make come across as like managers who aren't well-meaning part of it is like, you know, limits on time or what have you, Absolutely. but, but it, it almost feels like when we actually get into the real effort, work, time expenses, not yeah. everyone's really willing to do that. And absolutely. So as an entrepreneur, I used to hate when consultants would come in and say, let me, fi- I'll fix that problem. Give me a half day session. I'm going, look, I spent 10 years creating that problem. <laughs> How in the world are you going to fix that in, in literally six hours? I will pay you five times what you're saying if you guarantee that. Yeah. And I would always say it to people, and they would never say that. And the reason why is what they're going to do is they're going to come in, teach a system, and then tell me how to implement it, meaning tell me how I need to de- get another task on my already busy to-do list. So when we come in, and I said this from when we started the consulting side of the business, was I don't want to give another job to the managers. So we do this concept that we call bridging the gap, where we coach the managers, train the employees in our whole package that we do. And what I mean by that is we will train the employees, uh, the content, and then we use the manager to be the proof. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we don't ask them to do anything as far as training everybody else. No, no, just, just follow the system. And I'm going to coach you through it one-on-one. We're buddies. I'm going to get you through this. And I show them how to do it in their internal life, their physical life, their professional life, and their relational life. So they're getting benefits in all areas of their life, which is bringing the best version of them to work, their subordinates, right? People underneath them are seeing that going, wait, what's up with this guy or girl? What's different? And they go, oh, it's this little book we're doing. Yeah. Oh, can I learn more? And then instead of the manager now having to try to teach it the way they think they should teach it because of how they use it and versus how I, I come in and teach it mm-hmm. to make sure it's taught properly and seen 
of the result. The whole question is how fast can you bring value to the individuals when you're going to ask them of something? It's sales, mm-hmm. right? And motivation, this is the big thing when it comes to motivation. Motivation is not a character trait. It's a state of mind. And if it's a state of mind, I can change that. And that's how I know I can motivate anybody in the world if I just ask three very specific questions. These three questions happen to be the first three questions we go through every week as we plan our week. And it's, what are you, what are you focused on? What are you grateful for? And what goals are you working towards this week? Mm. If I was to hear that from you every week, I literally could motivate you to do almost anything I wanted because I'd have to find a way to get you more of what you want by doing what I need done. Mm-hmm. And it's a win-win. Well, and it's, it's, I think that's the challenge for maybe people who've been in management a long time because it's, that, that is today's dynamic. It wasn't necessarily what it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, you do what I tell you because I'm your boss. Now, and, and I'm not even just talking about like millennialism or any of these things, but, but I think you're right. People today are much more in tune with, um, I will be as engaged as you are engaged with me you know, when it comes to my own goals, the company's goals, and what have you. 100%. That's actually when I, I didn't realize there was a need for what we do until I got brought in by a large uh, Fortune 500 financial institution. And they sat me down and they said, we've we got a copy of your little book and it solves our biggest personnel problem. Would you like to talk? And I was like, absolutely. I didn't have a business yet. Life Pulse did not exist yet. I went in, talked for about a day and a half of them, told them everything that I do in my little businesses. And they said, wow, this is amazing. We would have paid you a ton for this. <laughs> and I looked at them and I said, what do you mean? They said, no, no, we, we normally bring people in and we spend, I mean, there was literally, there was more, there was a comp, there's a lot of zeros behind the numbers they spend on this type of stuff, sometimes more than one comp. And I'm sitting there going, well, you can still pay me. I'm like, no, no, we're good. We got it now. We'll, we'll implement it on our own. But I asked them, I said, what was the problem? They said, our problem has always been that now we can't connect our corporate desired metrics with our individual's desired lifestyles. Hmm. And your systems do exactly that. I said, well, that's great. I said, so how does this whole thing work? Is this an issue that just you have? They said, no, this is an issue every business has and it's going to happen. So I was so ignorant. I said, well, how did you used to do it? And exactly what you said. They said, we just used to throw money at them. And they'd shut up and go away. Hmm. And they weren't saying it devaluing their people. They were just saying, it was like, hey, I need, I need more time off. Cool, here's an extra bonus. Give this to your wife or your husband and they'll be okay with it because you're, you're providing for the family. It's not like that anymore. And you're right, it's not millennials. Hmm. It's the whole workforce now. Hmm. Like it's not just these, it's not an age limit. It's a mindset which has now gone throughout the entire world of I need to have value in the actions and steps and things that I do. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I will reluctantly say no, and you won't be able to move me unless you physically make me do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't love his work. <laughs> love it, man. Well, hey, we are about out of time. Matt, tell me, what can listeners do right now to engage with you? Obviously, I want them to buy the book. You know, what's, yeah, yeah. What, what's going on next with you guys? So let's do this. I, I always like when I have fun on a podcast and I like the, the other person I talk to, so you count as one. Oh, um, I always like to put an offer out uh, to anyone who's listening to it. So I'll put up a website. Um, and, uh, Blake, do you do show notes or do you just kind of send out the audio? I, I don't anymore. Cause I, I got, I put out so much, so many episodes now that it just became unsustainable. Um, oh, but we'll put a link in the, in the description though. Yeah. So let's, let's do this. I will just put the title of this podcast, uh, when you, when you go through an order, um, if you're interested and what it will be is it will be basically like an, our whole package, which is normally about 10 to 15,000 just at a drastically different price. Like I said, I have to go through and think it through and everything. So I apologize for not, not coming super prepared for it, but the website we'll put it on is uh, lifepulseinc.com backslash pod gift. 
Um, and again, it's just whenever I don't always do it, but I always like to have something ready in case it's a good conversation. And Blake, I just, I just love what you're doing with your people. Um, and again, having me on, uh, that's the best thing. And again, and if you're seeing something, grab the book, grab the LP and just start using it, beat it up. I always tell people try to break it. I've never <laughs> met somebody who's been able to break our system. Anyone from, like I said, the bigger companies, even to, we, we did the, uh, the largest airport, the busiest airport in the world. And still I have to move in 106 plus million people every single year using this system. Uh, still haven't been able to break. So we love it. We love teaching it. And anyone who could help us out, let us know. You can follow us on any social media, uh, just at life pulse Inc. It's the same on all different channels. And, uh, Blake, anything we can do to help out your team, obviously let us know. Great. We love doing it. Great. Matt, thanks for being here today. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Appreciate it. Have a good one. For the listeners, hey, I will put that link description, the episode title, or excuse me, the episode description. It'll be lifepulseinc.com slash podgift. Also, check out the book, Motivate the Unmotivated. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, the subtitle is A Proven System for Sustainable Motivation. If you're trying to sustain your motivation and not just have that rah-rah feeling that fades away, you definitely want to check out this book. Hey, if you're a first-time listener to the podcast, make sure you mash that subscribe button. You don't want to miss out on future good advice content. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. We'll catch you later. See ya.